Welcome to the Tales from the Group podcast, a podcast set in the 80s that follows three kids on a quest to uncover the truth about a mysterious machine called The Loop. I play Wesley Watts. My name is Tyler Linden, and I'm an outcast weirdo who wants nothing more than to be popular. Wait, is are you the outcast weirdo <laughs> that wants nothing more than to be popular, or is your character? I never mind. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. All right. Uh, my name is Corey Offenberger, and I play geeky ladies' man, smells like ham, John Mulaney. I'm just, I'm moving on. <laughs> and I'm Adam Foster, and I play Clayton Godwin, the robot hating, risk taken troublemaker of the group. And I'm Dustin Fleischman. I am your game master. And if you've listened this far, uh, you know that at the beginning of every episode, we like to ask each other a fun little question about our childhood or, you know, growing up. Um, And so mine is less of a question this week and more of like a fill in the fill in the blank. You know, you're an adult when... And I want you to fill that in with a moment where you're like, yeah, like this is not as great as when I was a kid or like this does not feel the same as when I was a kid. And like I am clearly an adult now. So I would and and I'll start to give you kind of an example of what I'm looking for here. So mine is any type of candy bar you would like get at the grocery store. You know, you're an adult when you start eating those and they're not good. (laughs) I had a Reese's bar the other day. Reese's sucks. Like as a kid, you know, you'd come home from uh, like trick or treating Halloween, all that stuff. And you'd have a pillowcase full of like Milky Way bars and all this stuff and and Twix bars. And like I used to you could just eat those forever. I had one Reese's bar specifically, if anyone knows it, the Reese's uh, or Reese's outrageous bar, which is a fun concept. But I had it and I was like, this is not good chocolate. This is not good peanut butter. And it combines to make a not good bar. So it's so funny that you mentioned that because I just, and I don't know how true this is, but I came across this like, I don't know, nostalgic TikTok video about how was like- Was that when you were on uh, Truth Social the other day? You yes, I was on Truth Social, <laughs> retruthing things as I do. And um, someone mentioned on Truth Social that um, I guess the, like all of the hostess like pastries and sweets, like everything from hostess, apparently hostess went into bankruptcy like back in 2012 And I guess there's some sort of like, again, I don't know how true this is, but it sounds like whatever company ended up buying out Hostess ended up like changing the ingredients in a lot of their cakes and their like goods and sweets. And so there's this like conspiracy, I guess, Mm -hmm. that all of the snacks taste shittier now, like years and years later, because they're using cheaper ingredients. All right. Well, I'll have to fact check if, uh, like Twix and Hershey and all those have changed ingredients since then. But I, I think it's just your taste buds develop and you like have, like I've had better peanut butter. Now I've had better chocolate. See, I was going to say, I, I, I still love like Twix and like Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, I, so for me, like my favorite candy bar is a Reese's fast break. Like I, it's something about it. Like I don't know if I've ever had one of those. You can only really find them at gas stations, but it's like, it's the Reese's peanut butter, but then it's like nougat under. That sounds good. I've always liked like the uh, take five candy bars. Oh the, yeah. I would only ever get oh, them. I haven't had a take five in a while. I would only ever get them when um, the school would do like these um, fundraisers and they would go to classes and try and sell the boxes of chocolate. And take five was always one of the candies that they sold and. It's the only time I ever really had them, but I, I do remember enjoying those. 
Well, to take the heat off of me for hating on candy bars, apparently everybody else still loves. <laughs> I got one. I got one. Okay. So okay. for me, I would say the value of $100 changed. Because, oh, oh, for sure. Because Ooh, yeah, when, you're, like, when you're younger and you had like $100, you thought you had like so much money to spend on so many things. And it's true because as a kid, you don't, it's not like you're buying a whole lot. It's like you have like candy or toys and you can buy a lot of candy and toys for $100. But as an adult, <laughs> that's gone in a weekend, you know? Yeah, you're like, I can make a quarter of a car payment. (laughs) You know you're an adult when you become Santa. (laughs) Like like when you're having to buy gifts either either for yourself, um, because it's the things you want to get, but you know you're not going to get them. um, (laughs) Or when you get gifts for other people. Wow, that's that was kind of deep. Yeah, that's a good one. I remember that, like, <laughs> asking my parents, like, if Santa's real, why do all of these toys still have barcodes on them? <laughs> like, that was how I figured it out, which is probably the lamest fucking way to figure out that Santa isn't real. Wow, that, <laughs> that is kind of lame. But, but no, I, I definitely thought that too when I was a kid. I was like, weird. So, I, if the elves are making all these toys in the toy shops, like, why do these Legos still have like the boxing that you see on them at Target? <laughs> you know, you're an adult when trick-or-treating is lame i remember there was one particular halloween that i went trick-or-treating and i had multiple neighbors be like aren't you a little old for this and like that (laughs) shame like that led me to just never do it again and i think i was like 10 years old which i still feel is like a fair age to go trick-or-treating but i think like when it turned into a situation where adults that would answer the door were like shaming you for yeah. going out <laughs> and having fun like that's the moment wow and then you grow up and it becomes cool again once you start discovering your kinks yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyways um, <laughs> well let's move on to some gameplay yeah, let's play pretend and shit So last we left off, you all went back to the service tunnel uh, to chase down Sarah, but found that the entire tunnel was sealed off with concrete. So you eventually chased down a few leads at Clayton's house to find out the name of the construction company that might be responsible for sealing that entrance. You ended up going to their headquarters and snuck onto um, like a little storage container on a boat that was hitched to a truck while there were two workers um, prepping to leave for some sort of mysterious rush job at the facility across Lake Mead. So we're just going to pick up right where we left off. You all are inside of this dark tool shed that's on the back of the boat. Uh, You're kind of like rattling around. Uh, You're having trouble like balancing because the uh, roads are kind of rough um, as you're traveling. And you're traveling for quite some time um, inside of this container before you finally like lurch to a stop and hear some muffled voices outside of the um, container. Um, Can we understand what the voices are saying or it's just kind of like they're active? Yeah, it's just active voices, but you can't really pick up anything uh, specific in their conversation. We got to get out of here fast because the, the moment they come back here and, and open this chest and look for a tool, we're in big trouble. Do you, do you think they'll give us a ride back home when we're done? Absolutely not. We are not going to talk to anybody about this. <laughs> Can I first roll a sneak to kind of like open the lid and just see like what what is outside? Yeah, absolutely. Nope, I didn't get anything. So when you peek out of the storage container, you see that you're at a harbor and the boat is being backed up into the water and you get a little bit spooked. So you're going to check your scared condition um, and you just close the the lid to the storage container. Wesley, what did you see? 
I think we're about to take off across Lake Mead. It looks like we're at some kind of dock. And just as you say that, you feel your feet get a little unsteady as the boat starts rocking back and forth. It does feel like you're on water. Oh, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm in character. <laughs> so I guess uh, we're, we're going to go on a little boat trip too, I guess. Well, I, I'm not concerned about the boat, boat ride. I'm concerned about what we do when we get there. I don't know. I was going to say if we could get close enough and they're not paying attention, if we could like drop out into the water and then swim. That might ruin our items, though. I don't know if we have anything that's valuable that would get ruined from the water. Well, we certainly don't have your walkie-talkies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh. Sorry, John. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, it's okay. It only hurts a lot. Um, Our flashlights. Let's not jump in with our flashlights. That would ruin them. I think we kind of have two op- options once we dock. We can either try to sneak out and run for it and hope that they don't notice or see us, or... We just need to lay low until we hear that they leave, and we just hope that they don't check the tool chest uh, before they go anywhere. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they'll probably go out and just check the door, maybe like at the front before opening up the up the back. Or we could create a distraction, but I'm not sure how. I don't I don't know what's going to be there when we get there. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we will. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay, you're right. Yeah, okay. Why are we doing all this speculating? Uh, all right, well, let's just lay low and be quiet until we get there. So the boat takes off on the water. You all are just kind of rocking back and forth for a few minutes um, before you feel the boat kind of slow to a crawl. You hear a couple of muffled voices outside as the boat stops. And then you start to hear those voices get a little quiet. They might have left. I I, want to roll and sneak and open up the door. I I was going to say, someone else has got to do this, because clearly my sneak does not work. Yeah, I have a sneak of four, so... Oh, no, but I'm three because I'm scared. God, we're all scared. I'm not scared. Wow, okay, tough guy. We're not about toxic masculinity on this podcast, Corey. (laughs) We got one six, baby. Clayton, you open up the storage container and take like a little peek and you see that you're at some sort of loading dock and there is this large facility in front of you and you see um, the two workers from the construction company, Peter, and then the woman's name, I think, is Eliza. Lydia. Lydia. Sorry. Thank you so much. Look at Tyler taking better notes than me. Tyler, look at look at Tyler. Look at Tyler. Tyler's the DM now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so you you all arrive at uh, in the boat docks yeah. itself. Um, <laughs> Sarah is there. So so Clayton, you peek out of the storage container and you see that you're at a loading dock, and you see uh, Peter and Lydia are over by like the entrance to the large facility with some woman that you do not recognize. She and you catch that she scans an ID card on this like little reader and the door unlocks and they are all um, brought into the facility and the door closes behind them. Did the woman go in with them? This yes. new woman? Okay. Guys, guys, we're good to come out. What happened? Who was that other woman? I don't, I don't know. Who was she dressed like? Remember Lydia and Peter were talking about a scientist? Yeah. Was she dressed like a scientist? Maybe. I mean, she didn't dress like our, our science teacher, so maybe not. Well, our science teacher has very clearly given up. Yeah. She is not a good uh, bar to compare to. Yeah, I mean, she was she was dressed. <laughs> All right, I'm getting out of here. I, sl- I slowly open the uh, the hatch and try to. Yeah, are we able to get out without a uh, 
a sneak check or do yeah, we still need a sneak yeah. check? Yeah, you, you guys have seen that there's no one around. So you're at this loading dock and it's kind of like on its own. You're kind of trapped here. The only way off this loading dock from your um, first like observation is just through those doors that those three people went through. All right, John, how good are your tinkering skills? You think you could maybe get us in that door? Oh, how good are my tinkering skills? All right, well, let's just see about that. Okay, yeah, go ahead and roll for tinker. I rolled one six. So with one six, you are able to trick the ID card reader into allowing you access into the facility. So you are able, the door does um, unlock for you. All right, cool. Hey, John, nice job. Nice. I strive for this. I do this, do this for fun, you know? I'm a bad boy. <laughs> John, you're twitching. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like Batman. Um, <laughs> like Batman. <laughs> Okay, uh, who has good sneak? Because someone should maybe like secretly just open the door and make sure there's not like anything, any immediate danger behind it. I, say, I, I have a sneak of three. I mean, we could all roll it, I guess. Yeah. Ooh, I thought I rolled three ones. Uh, no, no sixes for me. I also no. rolled a one. So we open Yikes. up the door and, I, and we're all just like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, so you walk in and the first thing that you see is that there's a hallway straight ahead of you and a hallway down to your right. And you guys don't really do anything to like sneak in. But as you kind of walk, you kind of absentmindedly walk forward and one of the doors on down this hallway opens up and you see this lab worker exit that door Fortunately, she has her back turned. She goes down the hallway away from you all, so she doesn't see you. But for those of you who are not scared or not already have the scared condition, go ahead and take it. Oh, man. Ha, look who's scared now, John. All right, boys, we got to get our roles in order here. <laughs> so can we see where the straight ahead hallway goes just from where we are? Or is it like too far down to see what's like at the end of it? What you can see is that it just looks like a hallway with a bunch of different doors. It kind of actually looks like a school hallway. At the very end, there is another door. And then the hallway down to your right seems to have another hallway that branches off from it um, alongside some other doors. And then there's like what appears to be a stairwell the heading sort of downstairs at the very end of that hallway. Do we want to do we want to go right first, maybe? Let me look at one of any of the doors and see to like the doors have any kind of like placards or whatever they're called. And like, and do they say like this is like the x-ray room or do we need to roll, this is the uh, fun room should we roll investigate for that a lot of the different placards on the doors down the hallways look like they just say things like research room one they're kind of like very generic and non-specific there's like control okay. room a control room b it's just like it none of them really lead to what you would think is like anything in particular all right, so I feel like we're either going through this ominous door at the end of the tunnel or we're taking a right and going down those stairs. Or we could just like, you know, we could just yell for Sarah's name. She's got to answer us then, right? Do you think the uh, stairs could lead down to like a basement that leads to the tunnel system? Ooh. Oh, oh, wait, maybe. Maybe we should check the stairs and, and then work our way up. Yeah, I say let's check the stairs. So you guys head down the hallway to the right. As you're walking down that hallway, you know how I mentioned there's like another hallway that's sort of off that one? Mm -hmm. Yeah. As you get closer to that hallway, suddenly, John, you run face first into like a small kid who ends up, um, you know, just like bouncing kind of off of you. And he drops his chocolate milk and he's like really shocked and surprised to see you. And he's like, oh, oh my gosh, other, 
other kids, oh, oh, oh man, is it, is it bring your kid to work day? Did I forget? Oh, oh this is so exciting. Hi. Uh, oh, hi. What, what, um, uh, what's your name? Oh my gosh. I, I'm Alex. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, whew. okay. Keep it cool. Keep it cool. Okay. Oh my gosh. This is like so exciting. Do your parents work for the loop? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, well, uh, uh, my friend here and I pulled Clayton, his father works for the loop. Yeah. Wow. I never thought this day would come. Like I, you know, I've always asked my, my mom, like when, when is bring your kid to work day going to happen? Cause I don't, I don't see like a lot of kids when I'm here and she keeps saying, Oh, like someday, someday. And like, I, I, I can't believe it's finally happening. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Is, uh, is, uh, what, who's your mom? Oh my God. My, well, my, my mom, it, well, it's my mom, uh, my mom uh, and, and, uh, her name is like, I think like, um, her name's Mabel. You think? No, her name's me. No, my mom's name is Mabel. And then, um, my, my, I guess my other mom, her, her name is, is Veronica. And like, yeah, but like my mom is the one that like, well, like I, they both work here. Um, oh my gosh. Do you, do you guys want to play with me? Like, this is yeah. so exciting. This yeah. is so cool. Uh, question, question. Is there other kids here too? Uh, no, this is the first time that I've seen any kids before. And, and this is just, so suddenly you hear like an old, like Casio watch alarm ring go off. His expression changes and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm not supposed to be out. We, we have to go back to the playroom or else Espy's going to be really, really mad. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, where, where's the playroom at? Um, hold on. Wait, I want to roll. I don't know if this would be what role this would be, but like something a- akin to an insight check on this kid. Like clearly something's up. Is he like genuinely, everything he's saying is very genuine or is he trying to like lead, lure us to something and like, does he seem like he's being a little like deceptive? Because if not, I'm about to take my wire cutters out. I'm about to cut his fucking throat. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> roll for, roll for empathize on this one. Okay. So empathize is, oh, that's mine, which is, Good, but one less good because I am scared. But that's still six dice. So Oh damn. I have faith. Heart of the cards, heart of the cards. Heart of the cards. Yes, I got oh damn, I only got one six, but I was hoping okay. for an extra. Yeah, <laughs> you can fine. you could tell that he is actually really excited to meet new kids. Um it seems like this kid is doesn't see kid other kids that often. Um, you said it was it was Alex, right? Yeah, yeah, guys. I, I'm so sorry. We we have to go back to the bonus room. It's back the way you came. It's it's just right over there. We have to go back. Or SB is gonna be so so mad. Well, well, we we have to go find Clayton's dad. We can't we can't go to the playroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, right, but guys. Kids, kids aren't supposed to be out in this hallway. Oh, we're gonna get in so much trouble. Come on, please. And he starts like tugging on Clayton. He starts tugging on your shirt, and he's like trying to lead you back down the hallway to this other door that's down that the hallway that. You just came down. So so we have a friend that also is uh I think working here as well, but not on her own accord. Have you have you seen a smaller uh girl like our age? No, I haven't, guys. I'm like I'm I'm not supposed to be out. I just wanted to get some some dessert from the break room. I'm not supposed to be out. SV checks like every five minutes to see if I'm in that playroom and if I'm not there, I, I'm gonna get in so much trouble, please. We gotta go because I th- we're actually not even supposed to be in the playroom because we have different like dad wants me somewhere else, but you can't tell anyone that we were here because we're playing a game with, with dad. And and he'll be he won't be happy if uh if he knows that so, we got so found. So like like you know how like you're you're trying not to get in trouble uh for being out and out of the playroom. Well, we're trying to not get in trouble with his dad. So if we could just keep each other's secrets. 
but we'll, we'll see you again though. We'll see you again. Yeah, yeah we'll, about, we'll make sure yeah, we stop by. What if we by. come visit you in the playroom? Yeah. Yeah, that would I mean that would be so cool because I like I, I, like I just want to I, I just want to meet new people, you know? How long how long have you been here? This is the last question. How long have you been here for? Oh gosh, well my mom takes me here every morning when she comes to work and then she takes me home. Like I don't have a babysitter or anything. Like she wants me to, to just be here with her at all times when I'm not home. So Wow, that doesn't sound like a fun time. No, no, no. That's why like I, I I'm sorry, I have to go. I have to go. Okay, go he ahead, starts go running ahead. down towards the uh to the playroom and you see that he just manages to get into that one room without any sort of identification like ID card or anything. He's just able to open it up and and walk inside and he closes the door behind him. And just as he does that, you see a robot wheel itself down the hall and turn the corner and it's starting to slowly approach you. We have a decision to make. We can either run or we can see what this robot's about. And if not, and I pull out the the chain link fence cutters and I'm like, <laughs> I'll just cut the wires. Um, <laughs> I feel like if we just run down like where we're, we're headed to now, like we won't run into him. Yeah. I, like, okay. we, if we, if we keep going down the stairs. It's better to just like keep running towards the stairs. Everybody roll for sneak again to try to get away from the robot before the robot can see you. Yes. Um, yes, I got one six. I didn't get one. I got one six. I didn't get one for Corey, though. <laughs> Corey didn't get a six. No. So you all run down the stairs. Corey, you trip on the stairs and you fall and you hurt your leg. You are now injured. Please check that condition. God, we're falling yeah. apart here. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, John, you okay? I think so. It's just it. Oh, it's it's it hurts. So you're gonna even move slower than you already do? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, wow, really? Yeah. Kick them all <laughs> down. <laughs> here, here. Let me let me help you up. Okay. Well, I'll, why don't me and Wesley help you up? Okay. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Well, maybe we need to wait for the robot yeah, to come yeah. around so he can help us. <laughs> Guys, it's okay. I'll get up on my own. Yeah, I try to stand up. How how injured am I? Oh, you're just you just took the condition. You're like you're fine. You could walk around. Okay. You might okay. have like a little slight limp. That's it. Okay. It's definitely one of those <laughs> things where like John's definitely gonna make it look more tough. Where he's like actually like he's gonna like limp a little bit more excessively. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, like it, you're injured. It for sure hurts. But you really want to put on a performance. You're like you're you're hobbling around, thinking like, see, I'm a tough guy trying to walk around with this <laughs> injured yeah. leg. <laughs> um, do we uh, do we see anything uh, as we go down these steps? So the only thing that you see at the bottom of these stairs is, and it's kind of bizarre that it's at the bottom of some stairs, is one elevator. That's it. It's you're just in what? like some. It's like why are why is there an elevator at the bottom of stairs? Oh, that's is so the, weird. Are the, the elevator doors aren't open or anything. Like it's they're closed, closed doors. They're closed doors. So this probably is what leads down into the tunnels. I would assume. Do we want to check that out? If if we call the elevator, we need to hide. Because if that opens up and there's a scientist or a robot patrolling that comes out of there, we're done for. Uh, is there a way to hide behind the staircase? Like when we press the door? You could like the, it, it's really just like a small square like landing. So you could maybe hide on either side of the elevator doors um, when you call it. But you can't, there's like nowhere, you're kind of out in the open. I guess we'll do that then. Here we go. I mean, and I press the John button. had. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, you press the button and nothing happens. And you notice that the reason why nothing happens is that there's another card reader uh, right below the button. Okay, here's a question, just for clarity's sake. 
when you said that kid was able to just walk into the room, Mm -hmm. was that, were you saying that in like that room would normally have been locked because there was a keypad there or some kind of touchpad and he was able to bypass that? No, the, the, um, that room doesn't have any sort of keypad like next to the lock. It's just, you know, an, an, an open door, I guess. I mean, John, could you tinker it again? Could we all try to tinker at it? I don't tinker too good. Because one thing's for sure, I, I don't want to go talk to that kid again. He's yeah. <laughs> he's going to get us in trouble. I mean, yeah, I could I could, I could, could definitely try to tinker at it. I just don't want to, like, set off any kind of alarm in case it doesn't work, you know? I mean, one thing's for sure is if we go back and we talk to Alex, he's going to tell someone about all the cool kids he's hanging out with today, and they're going to be on high alert for us. Or, or, I mean, you know, he's so alone that, like, maybe they just think that, that we're his imaginary friends. Ooh, we could do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try and tinker to see if I can bypass this elevator card reader. Okay. Oh, sweet, I got two sixes. Ooh. Awesome. Would you like to enhance the scene or uh, pocket one of those dice? I'm going to pocket one because I feel like sneak is probably going to be a big one in this one. (laughs) Yeah, I I think it's smart to pocket one. one. Yeah, so you're able to call the elevator up. The doors open and you see a bunch of different floors. Um, You just you see that you're on obviously level one and there's um, B1, B2, B3. Uh, That that seems to be like two, three little basement floors, but you're on the on the first floor. I mean, do we want to go to the lowest level? Do Do we want to go to basement one? See if it if we can find the tunnel. I I, I guess. I guess we just need to make sure we hide on the sides of the doors because I don't want that to open up and then we're suddenly in trouble. You know. Yeah. 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 I I, I say let's do it. Clayton. <laughs> Clayton immediately. <laughs> it just it runs his hand down like the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I've always wanted to do this. That in this situation was not funny, but I feel like in a holiday movie later on in life, that might be very funny. (laughs) Well, I mean, it gives us a a little preview of all the floors. The elevator um, goes down and it stops at B1. It opens up and you see that you're sort of in an exact, like an identical situation from the previous floor. It seems to just be a hallway in front of you with a bunch of different doors. There are other hallways that branch off of that. You don't see like any other activity really in this area next one next one okay so the doors close and you go down to b2 and b2 seems to have some sort of giant manufacturing warehouse um it's like one giant open room there are employees working all over the place on different robotics next one next one when you go down again on b3 you open up next one next one no, I'm just kidding. There's no other. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so at B3, when those doors open, you see you're in like sort of a more dilapidated, like it looks like this part of the facility hasn't been updated in a while. There's like a weird smell to it. The like some of the lights in the hallway are kind of like broken and fizzled out. And you hear voices at the end of that hallway. Guys, I've seen enough scary movies to know that we do not want to get off on this stop. But I feel like what we're looking for might be here, so... No, we're going to do this. We're going to find out what that noise is on the end of the hall, and we're going to face whatever's there. And I am u- just using my lead uh, heart roll. Just to, I don't know what this would even do, but to just maybe if I did that, it would help us out on other roles. Like what? A heart? Like you're trying to motivate us? Yeah, because it's like I have like the lead heart skill. Oh, yeah. What is lead? Like, what does that mean? 
leads the ability to make others work well together and to help them when they are scared, sad, or confused. Yeah, so I feel like Clayton does that because I want to assist everyone because I know we're all scared. I am scared, sad, and confused. Um, so I'm gonna, oh, or are you talking about Wesley? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do that. So it's heart. So okay. I have four in heart and two in lead. So that's six. Okay. Um, and then I get one roll less, which is five. So... So, like, in theory, if he roll, rolls well, would he, like, heal our scared condition if he makes us less scared? What did you roll, Adam? Three sixes. No would you like to enhance? <laughs> would you like to enhance the scene or pocket any of those dice? I am going to pocket one of those, but I'll enhance to the, the for two. Nice. So, by rallying the troops, Tyler and Corey both roll a D6 for me. Okay. I rolled a two. I rolled a three. So, John, you are so inspired by what you just heard that you feel your leg feels like a little bit better. And so your injured condition is now healed. Tyler, you didn't quite buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I grab I grab Clayton's shoulder. Clayton, I don't know what it is, but you just inspired me to push forward. I think I could do anything. Let's do it. And I push John in front of me to lead the way. <laughs> <laughs> all right so john's out in front we're sneaking down this hallway is it like the voices are coming from like around a corner or something uh no it sounds like it's coming just from straight down the hallway but there are other hallways that branch out from this one and they all look again kind of like well worse the where um as you're like looking straight ahead we can't like see anyone down a hallway no you see another set of stairs at the end of the hallway it looks like it's leading further down into this area oh so there is further than basement three i want to sneak sneakily go down to see if i hear the voice get louder sure I got one six. Man, I should have bought, I should have had more dice more often. So Clayton, you do, you do take the lead here because um, you're getting a little impatient by John's like slow walking. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you walk a little forward and you end up stopping the team when you can get close enough to hear what's going on. So you hear this woman's voice you've never heard before and you just hear, you catch uh, her like trailing off in her conversation. And she goes, so I just need this wing sealed off before the end of the day. Um, I don't want, anyone else to know about what you guys are doing here just a reminder you all signed ndas i just need this wing completely sealed off same thing that you did at one of those service tunnels guys it's peter you hear peter ask a question he's like what's behind that door and you hear the woman say i would rather not tell you despite the fact that you signed an nda i just need this entire wing sealed off and Peter, you you hear like, well, is uh, okay, okay, yeah, I guess we can, I guess we can do that. And you start hearing footsteps, um, and it sounds like the footsteps are getting louder, and someone's walking back up the stairs. I motion to the other two to like, we is there like a door beside us that we could possibly like walk in? There's like another hallway that you can just kind of duck into. Okay, yeah, I say I grab them, and I'm like, hey, quick guys, we there's someone coming. We got to go into the hallway. Yeah, maybe there's an area that's like less lit because the light is out or something. And yeah, hide it's in the always shadows. lit when we're around. Yeah, go ahead and roll for sneak on this one. Oh no. Okay. Oh, buddy, it's killing me. All these sneak ah. rolls. Yes, I still got a six. Oh, so did I. A six and a one. I got the best and the worst. <laughs> it was the best of rolls. It was <laughs> the worst of rolls. I even added my. Uh, I even added my my six to it, and I still didn't get it. 
John, are you scared by any chance? I yeah. am scared. You are scared? No, he got inspired, I well, thought. No, oh, he, no, that no, heel that was, was injured. Yeah. yeah, that was injured. So yeah, you all duck behind. You duck down a hallway. Uh, John, all of this like sneaking and running away and like ducking into corners is making you very tired. <laughs> you are going to take the exhausted condition. <laughs> okay. Hang. Um, question. <laughs> the You said that his speech inspired me. Am I still injured or am I no longer injured? No, you're no longer injured, but now you are exhausted. Gotcha. Okay, for failing sorry. that sneak roll. John, you good, buddy? This is taking a lot out of me. Hey, you look great, though. Ugh, <laughs> I know. Don't lie to him. Hey. Yeah. So you see this one woman in a lab coat pass you. She's going back down the hallway towards the elevator that you all came from. And after the elevator doors close, you start hearing some whispering again. And you hear Peter say, like, I just, I really have a bad feeling about this. And you hear Lydia say, it's fine. She said the door doesn't have any power running to it. It's totally fine. Nothing bad is going to happen. Let's just focus on sealing off this wing. Um, let's just go back to the boat really quickly and just gather our tools. And so they end up ascending the stairs together and walk back down the hallway towards the um, elevator. I think we only have a very, very short amount of time to get whatever to see what's down there because if they seal it up then we're gonna be trapped and then the podcast is over <laughs> oh man then we gotta go we haven't even made it to 10 episodes yeah <laughs> so i i say we i go down there um down but where Clinton, they were all but talking Clinton, we need to be very careful because it could be sarah but it could also be that monster yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, I don't know. Well, I don't. I, I mean, won't, I won't open the door yet. Well, yeah. Let's let's listen in and see if we can hear anything first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, are you guys just like listening from where you're at? We're yeah. walking down. Yeah, we're gonna walk down the steps to like see where they were Perhaps talking. Investigate it. Yeah. So you walk down the stairs that all three people emerged from, and you are sort of in this like smaller hallway. There is off to your right, there is a very large window that seems to look out into nothing. It's very dark outside of that window. Straight ahead, there seems to be some sort of giant vault-like door. It looks almost like a bank vault. And then to the left of that bank vault, there is some sort of panel on the wall. And then to your left... There is another door that has a sign that says authorized personnel only on it. And there is a key card reader on that door. But you see that there's no like light to signify that there's any power running to it. Well, let's check behind the, the personnel door. So I guess I'll, I'll go up and check that and see if that opens without power. You try the door, but it is locked. Oh, nuts. Um, I want to investigate to see if I see anything, because I'm assuming they're like maybe like just just something like for clues or something that's kind of like in the area. Yeah. Do you want to investigate something specific? Maybe I would say I want to investigate the vault door because I just want to like listen in and see if I hear anything on the other side. And while he's rolling, so the window because like we're obviously three levels down underground. It's it looks out to something you said, though. Yes, but it's dark. Whatever it looks out to, you can't oh, really... Oh, ma like maybe it's looking into a room or something. Yeah. Um, I only had uh, one dice to roll, and it was actually a six. <laughs> okay. Nice. Adam, you approach the vault door, and you notice that there are some lights that are scattered around the door, but it seems like there's no power that's being filtered to this door. So, John, do you think you could tinker this door open, too, or we could force it open? Because... Here's my guess. 
I think that vault is leading to whatever's behind that window, some kind of room. And I think if we could maybe turn the lights on in there or, or get some power to it, maybe we could see what's in there before we even go in and not put ourselves in any unnecessary danger. So maybe what that's what the authorized personnel room is, some kind of control room, maybe? I Oh, I already have a, I have a, a Clayton answer to this. <laughs> you have an axe, so yeah, we could break it open if we need to. Let me see if I can tinker it first. That way we're not making a bunch of noise. Yeah. All right, so my tinker is seven, minus two, go one six. So being that there's no power that's being brought to this door, you, you like you open up the ID card reader box, but there's no power, so there's no way to unlock the door. So try as you might, you're not actually able to open up that door. Okay, so... All right, Clayton, bring out the hold axe. On, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> All right, I swing my... Well, okay, so here's wait, my question, though. Wait, 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 wait. I'll, I'll let, I'll let uh, John go first. Okay. <laughs> So these doors, um, I, I, we have the flashlights, right? I'm going to take uh -huh. out the, yes, I'm going to take out the batteries of the flashlights <laughs> to try to provide at least 12 volts to the door, uh, to the reader to see if it'll, if it'll power on. Well, what's the fun in that? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Roll for program on that one. I would just like to say that that was growth from Clayton. Um, for not already swinging <laughs> character development people. I got another six. I got, I got one six. You got another six. Yes. So it like flashes green, but it doesn't sustain a charge. And so it seems like you need a little bit more power in order to get that card reader to work. All right, Clayton, bring out the ax. All righty. And I just swing the ax. Like I already had it ready and I just swing it. Um, I feel like I would aim for the doorknob though. Yeah, yeah, like trying to, to slice just see the if door I can like off. almost like roll like, roll for force. Four, so force is seven minus one is six plus one from my axe, so seven. <laughs> two sixes, baby. So with two sixes, you are able to take the handle off of that door. You're able to just break it off inside of the handle. You see this giant metal lock that seems to like be holding that door closed. Sorry. And with your two sixes, are you going to enhance the scene or are you going to pocket that one dice? Uh, I'll enhance the scene. I would like to say I enhance the scene. And when the door opens, I, I just go, here's Johnny. So you manage <laughs> to lob off the door handle and inside of the door handle, like inside of that hole, you see a giant metal bar that seems to be fixed between the door and the wall. When you bring your axe back to hit it again, the door bangs back in response to you. Oh, okay, so maybe we don't want to go in there. Uh, I, I, I go up to the door and I'm like, Sarah, Sarah, is that you? You just hear aggressive banging suddenly on the opposite side of that door. And you see the door is like kind of shifting in its frame. You know, I think we, we, we investigated enough out of this room. Uh, I turn around and I look at the the big glass window and I'm like, I mean, we could swing the axe at that. Part of me kind of wants to, but also part of me is still scared shitless. Here, I swing my axe at the vault door, not like to try to break it, but I just want to hit it to see if I hear a sound on the other end too. Oh, if it hits back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll for um force. One six. Okay, with one six, when you bang at the vault, it's kind of hard to hear, Clayton, but you could swear over the sound of this aggressive banging from that authorized personnel door, you swear you can hear some sort of like scratching noise from the other side of that vault door. Guys, I'm, I'm hearing scratching noise. So do we want to go with the thing that's banging or the thing that's scratching? <laughs> the thing that's, uh, that's banging, um, 
if it's banging as as hard as it is and it's like warping the the door frame that might be a little bit more dangerous than the scratching and the scratching could be sarah i don't know i don't think sarah's breaking any doors open i don't know i mean i'd be pretty pretty pissed and and and, uh strong if if i was in a tunnel for for how many days are we in now three i mean unless she's been hitting the gym should we check if there's a gym around yeah I think I saw a 24-7 Anytime Fitness in, in one of the tunnels. <laughs> All right. Well, let's focus on the vault then. Before we do that, uh, and then this time, I'm not t- – now, I'm prefacing this. I am not using the axe end at all. Like, okay. not even, like, like I'm using the, like, actual nub end that's on the bottom. The and I just want to – and I want to tap the window to see if I get a response. Yeah, so when you tap the window with your axe handle, you don't there's no response on the other side. John, you should definitely maybe tinker with that with that panel there and then we'll we'll be at the ready to make sure in case something jumps out. And uh Clayton definitely is over by the stairs now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll stay with John and I pull out my my big uh little fence cutters and I'm going to I guess hold them as if to say, I'm defending you, John, in case something bursts out of this door. Yeah, you know, I just got to make sure Peter and uh... <laughs> Lydia, Lydia, come back. Sorry. Sorry. I, <laughs> I, I just love, like, in character, you're just like, you giggle and you forget their names. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of old tinker. I got one six. So you open up the control panel and you see what looks like a little card reader on the inside. This one, instead of just being a scanner, is something more like a, like a credit card where you like put it, you insert it. And you also see three lights on that panel. All three of those lights are off. This, this card reader is not getting any power. I don't. And even if it did get power, it still requires some kind of credential. As you all are having this conversation, you suddenly hear from the direction of the elevator, you suddenly hear the elevator doors open again and some footsteps. Um, is there a place for us to hide in here? Not in here. You'd have to sort of walk back to it. There's like, there's another hallway. We could finish opening the personnel door and unleash whatever's in there on them. Or, or we could, I could bust the, I mean, it would make some noise, but I could bust the glass and just hop in there. That's true. All right, here we go. Okay. <laughs> I just swing my axe oh, at God. the window. Okay, roll for force. So with the axe, it says still seven. Okay. I got two sixes. Okay, with two sixes, you smash the glass. Are you all going to hop over the glass? Um, does someone have a flashlight maybe first before we hop yeah, in there? I wa- yeah, I was going to say, I want to turn on my <laughs> flashlight and take a look first. So when you, um, the, when you smash the glass, you hear the footsteps stop. And you hear Peter go, what was, what was that? What was that? And you hear Lydia go, um, should we? And Peter goes, nope, nope, nope. And you start hearing the footsteps walk away. He's like, I'm not fucking going down there at all. Lydia's like, let's inform Veronica. And they turn around and they walk towards the elevator. You hear them like kind of running away. And Veronica was one of the, that kid's moms, right? Yes. Okay. Wesley, you click on the flashlight and peer into the dark uh, beyond the window. And it looks like based on scanning that you're in, that you can see some sort of control room. All right. So I guess we climb into that room and check out the controls. Can I do some kind of investigate or something to like, just kind of see what the labels on the controls say, see if, you know, see kind of what this control room is for. Yeah. Go ahead and roll for investigate. 
I, of course, got a six. So with a six, you scan through this, like, what appears to be some sort of underground service room. There are a bunch of control panels all over the walls. There are different screens, but everything's off. There is this weird, gross smell. You all jump through that window, and you all step on top of a control panel. There's, like, a little control, like, console that's just on the opposite side of that window. Clayton, as you step onto the panel and start, like, pressing, like, buttons down, your foot just happens to kick an on switch, and the power on that console turns on. Guys, I found the the on button. I'm not going to press any more buttons, though, because I don't know. I don't know what these do. I look back to see if the personnel only door um, or the vault looks like any of those lights inside the panels lit up. When you turn around, you see that the vault door lights are all on, but the lights are all red. You also see the control panel that's next to the vault. Those light, those three lights are on, but they're all red. As for the key card by the authorized personnel door, that doesn't seem to have any power to it. It looks likely that it's been fried due to John's tinkering. Okay, then I'm just going to keep pressing button. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I do want to look around and see if there are, now that I see the three lights on that vault door, do I see three of anything in the room? Three switches anywhere? Three buttons that look like three panels? Uh, Yeah, you can roll for investigate. Um, one, oh, two, three sixes, baby. Dang, three sixes, one for each switch. Do you want to enhance the scene or pocket the dice? Can I, so can I pocket one of them and then use the other extra to enhance the scene? Yeah. Okay, then yeah, let me do that. Okay, so you scan over the control console in front of you and you see two identical card readers on that console that are identical to the one that's on the control panel that's on the wall in the other room. So you're able to put literally two and one together to get three. And you discern that, okay, all three of those lights that you see on that control panel correspond with these three different readers. Okay, so we would need all, we would need three access cards to make this work. Or three successful tinkers. Or three successful tinkers. My tinker is not great, though. I have one in tech. I feel like if we're trying to get these readers to correspond with the uh, the cards, um, I feel like that'd be more of a program thing than a tech thing. Because I don't, there's nothing like I could wire to get it to try and put in these credentials. I think that'd be more of a program. Yeah, because like, where would we get cards from? You know what's crazy? I, I program these cards for a living, so I know exactly how these systems work. <laughs> wow. So Dustin, Shit. you better, Oh, you better no. Be I didn't study for this. So <laughs> in order for me to bypass this, I'm going to need to get my hands on three cards so I could try to program those cards to bypass this because anything that I do on the hardware side isn't going to allow us in here. You can't, like, cross the wires like how you hotwire a car? So the way that these latches work you have normally open and normally closed and from what it sounds like it sounds like these are normally closed so when there's no power getting to them it's always going to be latched so until we get power to them and we can scan some kind of key they're always going to be latched well where are we gonna get cards because if lydia and peter are going to tell tell this veronica person then we have limited time we could try to disassemble the the reader itself and just take it out Clayton, bring out the axe. No, I'm kidding. Just kidding. Just <laughs> Alrighty, kidding. Don't... And I swing. I swing at the control. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no. <Gosh>. Um. <laughs> wait, wait, Wesley. Did he just, did, did, was that any of that English that John just said? 
should I roll some kind of deception check <laughs> to, to lie to Clayton and pretend <laughs> like I understood it? <laughs> um, no, no, Clayton, I did not understand that. Okay, good. I just want to make sure I wasn't the only one. John, yep, you got us. We, we're here for it. Yeah, we're, John, we're we all, got it. We're all, all of that. in this plan. So, Dustin, is there anything that I can roll to understand um, this, the way that this is wired up, any way that I can bypass it? Yeah, you could roll a comprehend. Comprehend, okay. Or no, I'm sorry, a calculate, a calculate. Calculate, even better. Okay. I rolled one six. So the way that this works is each station needs to be manned. There needs to be a card in each station and all of the three buttons next to those cards need to be pressed down. So it's a three-man team. Like there needs to be one person stationed at each card reader holding a button down in order for the door to open. So John, could you like basically like hotwire all of these to say yes a card is being held against it and then the three of us go all we all push a button at the same time and that would maybe open it right so yeah go ahead and roll for calculate uh, i got one six so the one six you're probably not going to be able to hotwire all three of those um panels to trick the system into thinking that, you know, all three buttons are being pushed down. You maybe have enough inside of your toolkit of just like tinker tools or whatever to maybe hotwire one of them. Okay. Can I roll a tinker to see if maybe I can do it? Yeah, you could try like each individual person could try to tinker one of those, one of all three of those. I am going to use my extra dice for my extra dice pool. And this one, so I will have four total, and that makes up for my injured minus one. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, I got a six. Which one are you going to tinker? Are you going to tinker one of the two that are on the control console, or are you going to go back into that room and tinker the one that's on the wall? Oh, I'm doing one in the control console. Wes is okay. not going back out there. So <laughs> you are able to tinker one of those card readers, and you see that the card reader lights up green as if there's a card inside of it. So now there's just a button next to it that you could press. John, John, look, I got it. Okay, okay, so we just need one more. All right, so I've got the one, you've got this one. I, I'm not, I don't tinker too good. Um, and so I actually only have a tinker of one um, and I'm scared, but I could use my oh. ax to tinker and then that would give me one dice to roll. <laughs> what would you use? Your, you you would have to convincingly. You would have to convincingly tell me what that how that axe would be beneficial for you to tinker a door uh, control console. I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. Okay, There's no yeah. way I'm gonna roll a six could, out of this. I could give you that, but you'd have to convince me how that axe is gonna fit into that narrative. Well, so what I can do is I'll use the I'll use the butt end of the not butt end, sorry, but like the like the pointy end of the axe to kind of jostle the card reader and kind of just see if maybe maybe doing a little doohickey will do something with it. I will allow that. <laughs> well, Dustin is so gracious. Yeah. <laughs> well, it makes sense. You're, sub- you're putting like a sharp thing inside of a card reader that's like metal. Yeah, yeah so, like maybe it needs to press a little... Five. You got a freaking five. Damn. Wait, wait, how many die rolls did you have available to oh, you? Oh, I just get one with that. You only that. got one with the plus two? <laughs> Oh, because you're scared, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So, John, you automatically get power to the other one on the control console. Adam, I assume you're in the con- you're at the control panel by the vault? Yeah. So, as you tinker with your five, you are able to get it to, like, flicker with power by adjusting the axe. 
Um, so it looks like you could maybe time it where you're like pointing the axe up in one direction and like the axe needs to be held in place and you need to push the button at the same time and maintain constant power to it. All right. I'll just, I'll just do this then. And I'm like holding it and I'm leaning my shoulder (laughs) into the button to see if that'll just have it open. Clayton, are you good over there? Yeah, we're good. I'm, uh, I think I'm just going to be, I'm just going to hang out right here for uh, a, a good minute until we get the other ones oh, going. Oh, wait, or- his light is green. Should we all press the buttons? So the, the vault door lights up all green as if it's like ready when you are. And um, you all have the ability to press those buttons now. Okay, are we ready, boys? All of a sudden, Clayton, you look down the hallway and you see Veronica with her kid Alex and Peter and Lydia are running down the stairs and Veronica has a handgun and she's pointing it directly at you. And she's like, don't you dare. We want to know what you did with Sarah. Clayton, this isn't really the time for bargaining. Veronica says to you. I don't know what you're talking about. Who is Sarah? This has nothing to do with anything. She's the she's the person that the monster took into the tunnels that you guys have sealed up. And I press the button. And I see that he pressed it and I follow him and I press it. And then I, I go, I do it. I do it as well. I press it. Clayton, get it quick! I do that and I want to say that I duck immediately. So you all hear alarm bells go off and suddenly Veronica grabs Alex terrified and she runs up the stairs along with Peter and Lydia. As the vault door opens, the scratching that you hear on the other side gets louder and louder. And Adam, all of a sudden the vault door bursts open and it hits you directly in the forehead and knocks you unconscious. You are now, you, you fall slumped to the ground. John and Wesley, from the other end of that vault door, emerge dozens and dozens of those monsters. They start racing down that hallway, screaming at the top of their lungs. They race past Clayton as they run and just flood the lab. All of a sudden you see one of the monsters like jump onto the broken window and screech at the both of you. What are you gonna do? We know that the the eye is the weakness, so we need to hit it in the eye. So it's just a matter of what do we want to hit it with? Should I take my little, the sharp ends of my cutters and try to jab it up in there? What would I roll for something like that? Uh, I would roll for force. Quite inconvenient that the uh, person with the highest force is uh... (laughs) a... Yeah, here's the thing is that my force is uh, zero, but my body is one. But I'm minus one because I am scared. Oh, wait, but you get plus one for the the, the chippers. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Okay, so I still get the one. Probably not going to work, but yeah, I got a three. So, so you I guess I to, just get scared. You try to jab at the monster and the the monster ends up evading you and takes its like clawed hands and swipes at your face and it causes um, some scarring on your face and you are now injured. You have to take the injured condition. Oh, John, help me. I'm going to take the, uh, the crowbar and I'm going to try and attack as well. All right. Roll for force. Oh, I, I automatically fail no matter what I do. I can't do anything. Wait, do you, wait, even with the plus one for the crowbar? Yeah, because I only have one in force, but I have two conditions. So, John, you try to attack this monster, and um, you try to, like, swipe at it with your crowbar. You miss completely, and then the monster pounces on top of you and knocks you back, and you're going to take the injured condition. And just as it raises its claw to attack you, it gets shot directly in the eye. 
and sort of screeches and reels back. All of a sudden, you look over to your left, and emerging out of the service tunnel is none other than Nicholas Hayes, and he's got his handgun, and he starts shooting at all of the demonic monsters that are just flooding out of this vault. And he goes, what have you kids done? We gotta, our friend, he's passed out over there. We gotta get him and we gotta get out of here. Nick looks into the broken window and sees Clayton like collapse on the ground. He's like, oh God. And he's just starts shooting at all of these different monsters trying to get them back. And he does end up successfully like kicking and punching and like shooting his way. It's very badass, very John Wick, but he ends up collecting Clayton and like, Uh, tosses him over his shoulder and then just like dives through the window and he's like follow me quickly run and you all make your way down the service tunnel and that is where we will end our episode thank god that was stressful yeah we took some hits on that one oh my god i was like oh you know i was geeking out in the beginning i was like yes a dungeon crawling episode like i'm so into this and then we just got i mean we did okay a lot of these roles require physical like uh strength or movement and i just i don't have that so we know next time we need frankie to fill in for the strength thing well, anyways, thank you for listening, and we we really mean thank you, because at this point, we are at episode, this was episode eight we just recorded, and, you know, we, we've recorded eight episodes before even the release, giving you a little look behind the scenes, but we've learned that making a podcast is so much harder than you would think. <laughs> like, it, oh my God, it's been a struggle. We'll talk about that some other time, but so if you are actually listening and you've listened to eight complete episodes... From the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. (laughs) If you enjoyed listening to that, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this, but Apple Podcasts is the most important one, technically. Anyway, as a new podcast, reviews are the best way to support us. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Tales from the Group and on Twitter at TFTGPod. And you can follow me at Sir Valentinian, that's Sir Valentine, drop the E at I-A-N, at Twitch. Our art is by Haley Kane, and you can find her at Doodles by Red on Instagram. We release episodes every other Thursday. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the next time Corey tries to explain keypads to us. <laughs> Until next time. Okay, okay bye. bye. His like expression suddenly changes. He's like, "Oh my gosh! Okay, I'm not supposed to be out. Um, we have we have to go back to the we have to go back to the playroom right now. SB is going to be really fucking mad. Or sorry, wow, I cannot curse <laughs> as, a, as a little child. Whoa." <laughs>